This is Consumed, the podcast about eaters, drinkers, thinkers, and makers. And this season, you get two for the price of one. I'm Jamie Lewis. And I'm Matt Cross. And this is my Consumed Podcast Tap Takeover. Okay, now, Matt, what qualifies you to take over this podcast? Well, I eat, drink, think, and now make. Uh Uh-huh. Plus, I was a guest on Consumed for season five. Yes, that's right. Go back and listen to the Matt Cross episode. I will put it in the show notes. Plus, I own the Broad Street Public House in San Luis Obispo. Mm -hmm. And I know everybody on the Central Coast because I've been a local musician for decades. I've probably played for at least half of your listeners' weddings. Yes, these are all very good reasons. I'm just now remembering why this was okay with me. So, listener, with the Tap Takeover, I asked Matt to choose every guest and to join me for a chat as we get to know these guests better. These are people I've met over the years and thought they'd be good for an interesting conversation. And you were not wrong, my friend. I was not wrong. Shall we get into it? Yes, let's do it. This is Consumed. Molly Kano is the tourism manager for the city of San Luis Obispo, which means she has to communicate constantly about what makes slow a wonderful and wonderfully delicious place. Whether residents realize it or not, the desirability of SLO is closely linked to its success as a tourist destination. The accommodations and food service industry is the third largest economic driver in the city. Second largest is retail, which is arguably part of tourism, too. In any case, Molly is responsible for promoting SLO to visitors, ensuring that our city's most valuable assets, like bars and restaurants, get lots of visitors. Matt thought Molly would be a good guest because she obviously knows a lot about where to eat in Slow, and he was right. Here's me and Matt Cross in conversation with the city of Slow's tourism manager, Molly Kano. Oh, and by the way, during the interview, a guy pulled up on his bike to deliver my bread subscription from Bread Bike in Slow. I promised to put a link for that luxurious service on the show notes. Okay, here's Molly. Molly, can you say your full name? Molly Kano. Kano. I wasn't sure if it was Kano or Kano. Kano. You're here to talk about San Luis Obispo and the food that we have here that you get to talk about, you get to promote to people from outside the area. Yes. All the time. Yeah. the best job in the world. It is such a good job. (laughs) And we just established, well, first of all, let me ask, how, Matt, why did you ask Molly? Uh, because I knew it was sh- involved in share slow. Are you still involved in share slow? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I just thought everything that you've been, that's been on the podcast is, you know, with reasons to come to slow if you haven't been here or, mm-hmm. uh, whatnot. And for other people to know that we have somebody that's actively promoting tourism in our town. And even though a lot of locals can't stand tourism, like this would not be the place it is. if We did not have tourists. Because <laughs> it's we, so true. I love it when people like the tourists and even like other business owners. I'm like, uh, I mean, my bar doesn't get a lot of tourists, but yeah. like, come on by. Like, like, right, like yeah. we, you need it to survive. It's, you, you, everyone wants to go find their cute little town and then no one else can come here ever again. But yes. how did you first hear about it? You know? So right. it's like mm. you were at one point, a tur- somebody, somebody was at one point a tourist. Every person here, unless you were born and raised here. So I was born here. Um, so don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I moved here in '99, and Jeannie's still like, "You're not a local." I'm like, uh-uh, "How many you're years?" Not. Sorry, Matt. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, generations. Yeah. I don't think it's just years. Yeah. I think it's generations. I'm like, it's been almost 20, <laughs> right? 23 years since, we, uh, since I moved here, and she's like, "Yeah, you don't, you don't know." I would no. disagree. I think that you are. Okay, right. I, I think <laughs> I made a name for myself. I mean, come yeah, on. Right. <laughs> did you grow up here? I did not. Okay. So I guess I was a tourist, oh, right, oh, gosh, at one see? point in time. Yeah. Um, but I grew up in San Diego. So oh, California did. girl grew up in San Diego, small little town called Bonita, yeah. um, which is right near the border. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 
Yeah. What did you eat so much great Mexican food all I the mean, time? All the time. Yeah. Like the, it, it, you just, that's just, that's just the epicenter. Yeah. Right? Those are <laughs> practically in Mexico. So at that point, it's right. like, oh, yeah. yeah. Do you have strong feelings about burritos? Do you have strong feelings about what belongs in a burrito? Um, not so much burritos, but, um, so rolled tacos. So when you, so in San Diego, what you eat are rolled tacos here. People call them flautas or, um, taquitos, right? But in San Diego, they're rolled tacos. And so when I came up here and I order rolled tacos, people look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, I know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. San Diegans are the worst when it comes to Mexican food. I married one and he is so just like, obstinate about what is and is not Mexican. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like you. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll eat it all though. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the beauty of it, right? Totally. Totally. So what brought you to San Luis? Cal Poly. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So Cal Poly, um, you know, my love affair with slow even started before, um, mm-hmm. I was a student here. My sister, uh, came to Cal Poly. She's four years older than me. And well, my, one of my sisters, I have two sisters. Um, but, uh, she came up to Cal Poly and she, you know, studied here and I was in high school when she was up here and, um, my parents wouldn't let me drive, even though I had my mm-hmm. license and I could drive. They were like, you can't, you can't drive too far. far. Yeah. yeah. So I would take the train. I love it. Like easily, you know, five times a year, five or six times a school year when she was up here. So I have taken that Surfliner trip all the way up the coast. (laughs) It's a fun trip. It is. It is a totally fun trip. I have to say when I was in high school and I was anxious to get up here to visit her, (laughs) it was like a nine and a half hour deal. I know. There is that. But now I'm like, can we take the train again? Yes. (laughs) Totally. I want nine and a half hours of not having to think or drive. Right. Right. It's true. With snacks. And look at the coastline and the train wraps around parts of the coast that you would never right. see unless you were on it. It's so true. Yeah. Lompoc out Halama. Um, I'll never forget. There were a couple guys who hopped on maybe around like, Oh gosh, where's the, uh, Casmalia mm-hmm. hop on at Casmalia with their surfboards. Mm-hmm. We wrapped around the point and they hopped off to a surf spot that you can only get to by train. Seriously. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. There's a stop. It's a stop. Yes. You should have hopped off. I don't know if they were just like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging on the side. No, 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 no. Because uh, no. that would be way cool. <laughs> right. And I wouldn't put it past some surfers, right? right? They'll do anything yes. to get to their spot. They totally will. But no, there was a stop there. I don't know. It was just like a rinky-dink spot, and they got yeah. off with their boards. So yeah, yeah, there are places you cannot see other than by train. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. But do you have kids? I do. How many do you have? And Two. How- Wait, pause for a second. Come on in. This is my subscription to the to bread, bread bike. bike. Oh, What's this it? is fantastic. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> now how, that how, is San Luis. Yeah, how do I get that? You yeah. sign up, you man. Have to pay. Someone just delivered bread by bike. That is That's incredible. Right. And that loaf is for you as a thank Stop you. Stop it. Oh, I'm serious. Aww. There you go. They, um, so bread bike, yeah, they do. You can either go pick it up. Look at that guy. Look at him. And I swear his, amazing? his cart gets bigger and bigger. I need to get that job. And I, I drop 20 <laughs> right? pounds like that. Yeah. But then you get paid in bread, That's right? true. So it's it gonna... evens out. It, wow. And their, their sourdough is truly sour. You'll taste. It's like 
tangy, oh, tangy sour, which I love. But yeah. I knew he was going to come, but I didn't know it was going to be during our interview. So a little perfect. pause for the red bike. <laughs> that yeah. was perfect. Right? What was I asking you? I was asking you about... Kids. Kids. Yes, yes. yes I have to. Okay, how old are I they? Two, seven and ten. Okay, boys. Are they seven and ten? I know. Oh Is that gosh. wild? Yeah, I know. So you're at an I age know. where you actually could take them on the train. I think. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, we took yeah. our girls when they were like little, little. Uh, her, her boys have some energy. I was gonna okay, say, okay. Matt. <laughs> what do you think about that? Could I take my kids on? Would the it train? be torturing the other? Uh, you could, but it'd be much more fun to have them stay with some, somebody. Uh, yes, <laughs> my husband and I can take the train. We'll yeah. leave the kids. We'll leave the kids with you, Matt. Perfect. How's that? That sounds great. That sounds super great. Well, so you actually, I, I feel like people either show up here as tourists or as Cal Poly students, and I don't think of them as the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe like a long-term yeah, tourist, yeah, yeah. but so many people wind up living here. Mm-hmm. Did you stay right after you graduated? Did you just hang out here? I did. I, I was really lucky. So when I um, when I was looking at schools and where I was going to go, you know, obviously I'd been introduced to Cal Poly through my sister, and that was amazing. And I, you know, I had a connection to the community then, and I felt connected, but leaving San Diego was a big deal, right? And like kind of venturing out. And um, I'm the youngest, you know, of three girls in my family, very close family. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, do I do this? Do I do this? You know? Um, And my sister had found, um, you know, obviously Cal Poly so competitive to get into. And I mean, dare I say this was like 20 years ago, but yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Um, it was still competitive then. Right. And um, my sister had mentioned that some of her, one of her friends um, was doing a program, a recreation parks and tourism program. Mm -hmm. Now they call it EIM, Experience Industry Management. Um, and she's like, you should look at this. You know, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. I thought I wanted to go into psychology, you know, mm. all the things that yeah. are interesting. I think everyone wants, everyone's psychology when they first start. Right, yeah. right. People, people majors dealing with people. Yeah. 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 And so I looked at recreation and I'm like, this is my sweet spot. So hospitality, tourism, special events, Mm -hmm. all of that side of things. Um, And so, you know, got to study that coursework throughout and worked here. And I was a visitor information specialist down in our visitor center through college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I was lucky enough to find find a spot doing, you know, what my degree is in and doing, you know, what I had studied and what I was passionate about. Um, straight out of Cal Poly. And so worked mm-hmm. with hotels um, for a number of years in the hotel side of the business. Um, what does that mean to somebody who doesn't understand? When you say you work with hotels, what were you doing for and with them? Yeah, so sales. So I was okay. doing hotel sales. So um, when groups were interested to come and wanted to you know, book 10 rooms or more or book a meeting space or that type of thing, um, my job was to help the front desk in, mm-hmm. um, in making sure that was all set up. Yeah. So yeah, I, um, I was, you know, I've always kind of had this bigger picture of things. And so I didn't want to just be one property. I definitely wanted to have the opportunity to move around. So I worked with a, um, local hotel management company. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I represented nine hotels across the central coast from Santa Barbara through slow and, um, well actually all the way up to Cambria. And so it was a lot of fun, got to do a lot of amazing things. Um, but then kind of like craved a little bit more. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. So did you at one point work for, do I remember right that you worked for, um, what's now called slow cow, but the visitors conference. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. So that's, that's what took me away from the direct hotel business. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of wanting that more. Um, I went into more of the marketing side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I was the director of sales and marketing for what's now visit slow cow. It wasn't at that time. Um, and that was the same time that the city was creating a tourism business improvement district. Yeah, um, and so the stars start aligning, and an opportunity opened up to work, you know, for our city, for the city of Slow, and um, and so I'm the very first tourism manager they've ever had. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you, you wrote the role. Yeah, and that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So I, we were saying before we got on the mic that I write, I work for the CBID, mm-hmm. which. I might have to ask you what that stands for. I know, I know, business improvement district, but is it coastal, county, count? Ca- oh, county business yeah. improvement district. And what I do is I write about the unincorporated areas of the county. So that's Ragged Point, San Simeon, Cambria, Cayucas, Los Osos, Avila, part of AG, Oceano, and Napomo, mm-hmm. um, and. Essentially, I write content for the website that's called Highway One Discovery Route, and I basically send tourists on. I build itineraries for them. Um, I talk about the different kinds of places that you could go. If you're looking for seafood, here's where you go. If you're looking for, I do write a lot about food mm-hmm. um, for them and coffee and bars and things like that. But um, the the reason it exists is not just to point people to go places. At the end of the day, it's to get heads in beds. Mm-hmm. It's to have people sleep <laughs> that is in hotels. Do. Yes. Uh-huh. So can you explain the relationship? So so Molly, you are the administrator for the San Luis Obispo Business Improvement District, yes. right? Okay. Yes. So explain where that money comes from, where it moves, and what the what the purpose is of having a bid. Yeah. So, um, the tourism, so tourism business improvement districts, they were created as a, as a mechanism for the industry by the industry. So for the tourism industry, really hospitality hotels, Mm -hmm. um, for them, by them. So they were created as a way to be able to, um, uh, you know, foster a different, you know, have uh, available funds to do marketing and promotion. Um, but then also allow them to have kind of that control over what it was that was being promoted and how it was being used. Um, and so, you know, California was really the leading charge in creating these tourism business improvement districts. Mm -hmm. We, you know, I think we're, we're well over 200 now throughout the entire state. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at our County alone and we've got like 10, um, each community kind of has their own, then the CBID, the unincorporated County. And then above that, we have visit slow Cal, the entire kind of umbrella for the whole County that we all level up to as well. Um, and so, you know, really these were created as a way for the hotels to say, okay, how can we contribute funds to be able to tell the story? You know, in some destinations, people travel to go to a hotel, Mm -hmm. but most of the time, and definitely in our region, people travel to a place. And then the hotel is the, is 
the means for, right. for what that trip is, right? right it's the right, place right. that they stay. Um, and so, yeah. And so, you know, each of these different districts were then created. Um, they are funded through a special assessment that's um, passed along to the guest. So mm-hmm. when a guest stays in a hotel room, you obviously pay the rate that you're charged by the hotel. Then you pay what's called a transient occupancy tax. And that is essentially the city tax or the jurisdiction tax um, that goes into the general fund. Mm-hmm. So for us here in, in the city where you know, we contribute over 10% of the general fund comes from the visitor directly. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Which is great, which yeah. is so, it's, it's so smart. I mean, I think about wine trails. A lot of the time, wine trails, that's basically a business improvement district where yeah. they all band together. We're going to charge a little bit for extra for, you know, something. And we're going to pass that along to a pot that we all market ourselves as this trail. It's very similar to that. Yeah. And so then this additional kind of 2%, that addition, those additional funds, that's exactly how it works for us here in the city. So the hotels Mm -hmm. all come together. We've got a board of seven hoteliers, um, and they have an entire team. So the role that you play with the CBID, um, is the role that my team plays Mm -hmm. for the slow TBID. Um, um, and we, you know, create like through Share Slow mm-hmm. um, or through VisitSlow.com, which is our tourism website for the city here. Um, we tell those stories and yeah. we we try to introduce the community. We know that travelers here to San Luis Obispo, you know, there's amazing outdoor spaces and there's amazing restaurants like we, you know, we're talking about. Um, but it's really also that connection to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty special here in San Luis Obispo. And yeah. so being able to tell that story and make mm. that connection. We talk a lot about heads in beds, definitely. Yeah. Um, Was I too crass about no, that? No, I'm no, sorry. no, 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 definitely. That's, <laughs> okay. you know, that's the, that's, that's the, in the game. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But in, in slow, what we like to talk about is hearts in beds because mm-hmm. a head will get them here once, right? They'll stay once. Um, but we really want to have them feel invested in our community as mm-hmm. well so that they come back again and again. Yeah. So you're trying to highlight the activities for people, that, uh, reasons for to come. Yep. Put that out there. I get that. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. I was always wondering, yeah. like, what's yeah, what is the goal? So yeah. highlighting activities so people will want to come here repeatedly and spend their money here and stay in the hotels and mm-hmm. benefit the town. Okay. Yeah. I'm and activities. Board. I mean, you you can think of it, I think, as activities, but more and more, I'm being tasked with writing about experiences. experiences. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like yeah. immersive. You know, yeah. people want that. They want to feel like part of where they go. They yeah. want to have a piece of it. What is who is the traveler, like the most common traveler to San Luis Obispo? What do you see? Mm-hmm. So our mo- most common traveler is, you know, either from the Bay Area or L.A. We kind of joke. It's like neck and neck. And we're <laughs> looking at our stats. Oh, Bay Area is creeping up. Oh, now L.A. is, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so so definitely from California. Um, we do obviously get, um, you know, outside of COVID time, we definitely mm-hmm. get a lot of international visitors as well. But that core traveler, you know, California based, um, you know, they, they middle age, um, or even could skew a little bit older. Maybe they have a connection to Cal Poly. Yes. Um, whether it's, you know, whether it's that they're alumni or they have a student there or somehow are connected to the university. Um, you know, they, um, they tend to travel multiple, you know, trips a year. Um, they find interest in food and wine, outdoor experiences, um, and unique culture. 
Yeah. And shopping, I think, would fall shopping. under unique culture, yes. right? Yeah. I totally thought you were going to say people from the Valley were your number yeah. one. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Not here in the city of Slow. Really? really? Yeah. So we find that they do make day trips. Um, you know, Yeah. They oh, definitely like to stay at the beach. So yeah. we are, we, and we totally invite them to come and explore downtown and eat and, you know, shop and all of that. But they really, they're looking for the coast. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a little bit of our differentiator between, you know, who stays here in town and mm-hmm. slow and who stays at the coastal area. That's super interesting. Well, I feel, and I feel like there's a, I mean, with the new hotels downtown, there's definitely a, there's a different budget that's involved in staying oh, at, at hotel slow versus yeah. staying at like. The, you know, the front beach inn that's, you, you, you drive yeah. up to your door and totally. Or the little, what's the little motel or the homestead inn, like the tiny one with the neon <laughs> sign at the, on the freeway. Is that the, is that the homeless? House? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't think it is, right? But we just, love their neon sign. No, totally. Right? <laughs> just, but there is a wide, history. I mean, slow history. Yeah. It is. Oh yeah. I actually love that There sign. is a wide array yeah. of, and, of options. And getting wider with those new, the, so Hotel Cerro and mm-hmm. Hotel Slow just blew up the upper end of what hotels can be here. Oh, yeah. We didn't offer experiences like that prior. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's completely changed the game in that perspective. And what we really love is it's not even, it's it's not created a pull from the other properties, right? So yeah. our other hotels aren't necessarily competing with them. They've just brought in a different layer of absolutely, yeah. yes, to be able to offer an experience. That's very Well, Jeannie cool. and I were up at the bar at Hotel Slow on a warm evening, and I'm like, am I in Santa Barbara? I'm like, no, I think I can see my house. Like, you know, yes. I'm like, I can see Terrace. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we live right there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. It was such a cool, it was a cool experience. And I think both of those places, like creating, like you said, it, it, it is a different experience. Yeah. We, like, we went up one night, and we're, we're going to roll back up, and we're like getting in the elevator. Like, I was like, no, there's a line. Like, that's yeah. that's the line to get in them all. Oh, no, I don't wait in line. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, like, I, don't I don't either. Yeah. yeah. We tried one time, and I was like, you know <laughs> no. what? We'll just pass this. Yeah. yeah. I'm not looking. I'm not looking for a date. I brought her with me, so we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll go, we'll go yeah. someplace else. And the beauty is, you can go back another night, and you'll get right in. <clears throat> yeah. Right? yeah, that's it. Like so. I'm, I'm like, what? You know, I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, oh, it's Saturday. What are we doing going downtown on Saturday? Like this is a horrible you idea. Do yeah, that. Mm-hmm. If it was Tuesday. Then you're talking, but. right? They. I feel like you know. I'm thinking about the Ace Hotel. Um, I think. It's called the W Hotel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't stay in places like that because mm-hmm. they're so. But you're totally naming the right ones. So, but they're <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, but they're experiential for locals as well. Yeah. Where the locals want to hang out there and they want to sit on the rooftop bar and they want to get you know pay the cabana fee to go to the pool mm-hmm. or whatever. And so we have two of those, and that ties back into food because Brasserie Slow, part of Hotel uh, Cerro, is a restaurant that is. Pretty much, I mean, it's freestanding from the hotel. People would treat mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah. And then the rooftop bar and the in, inside bar um, at Hotel Slow plus Piadina and Oxen Anchor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are places that locals would go independent of the hotel. Yeah. And it was so important, both, you know, you know, both of the hotel groups that that brought those um, projects um, into our community, of course, um, the team over at Hotel Cerro, you know, they're a local team, so they know what makes, you know, what makes it tick here in our Mm -hmm. community and and what's necessary. Um, But then the team at Hotel Slow really understanding that as well. They're wine country people too. Oh, yeah. Healdsburg, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So their sister properties are up in Healdsburg. So, and Healdsburg is, you know, different than San Luis Obispo, but definitely definitely has a vibe Absolutely. as well. We didn't see it there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I stayed at Hotel Hillsburg. Yeah. That's remarkable. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> a little swanky. Yeah. And it yeah. was funny. I got to talk to the, 
the owner, the owner's daughter, who I think runs everything, Circe. Circe, yeah. And she, at the time, this was, gosh, maybe 10 years ago, and she said, oh, you're from San Luis Obispo. We have a little project going on down there. To see that thing blossom over yeah. the course of 10 years or whatever it was, yeah. was pretty insane. But she, they identified our area as the right place at the mm-hmm. right time. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty flattering, yeah. I think. Yeah, it definitely is flattering. I want to take a minute to shout out to a couple of good friends of this podcast. Consumed is sponsored by Mid-State Containers, Cargo Storage Containers, and Refrigerated Shipping Containers for sale and rent in California. You may not understand how Mid-State Containers could change your life, but the truth is many, many guests on the Consumed podcast use Mid-State for their projects. Containers can serve as wine storage units for case goods, for private collections, and even tasting rooms. They can be refrigerated storage containers for breweries, kegs, and fruit during harvest for wineries. Mid-State Containers outfits coolers and freezers for ranchers, farmers market growers, orchards, and butchers. Containers can make great pop-up coffee bars and berry containers for root sellers. My guest from Season 10, Krista Flieger, from Lonely Palm Ranch, uses her Mid-State Container for an office on her property. Other ideas include schoolrooms, music and photography studios, and there are other things that can be grown, stored, and processed in a Mid-State Container, so use your imagination and get on their website to request a quote, midstatecontainers.com. Once more, I want to give love to a couple other podcast friends. Slow Food Co-op is your friendly neighborhood grocer, maintaining local, organic, and non-GMO standards. Slow Food Co-op sources from local producers, ensuring they offer their shoppers great food and household staples. With a mission to empower health and well-being in the community, they offer local produce, meats, low-to-no-waste foods, and wellness items. You can find Slow's only community-owned grocery store on their website at slowfood.coop and visit Slow Food Co-op in-store at 2494 Victoria Avenue in San Luis Obispo, California. So when you recommend, I'm thinking back to, you know, young little Molly Kano who's working (laughs) at the visitor center, you know, recommending places. What do you recommend to people? What did you then and what would you now? Yeah. Well, some of the, you know, some are trides and trues, right? The ones that are just our constants here. Um, You know, but really when you're, you're giving that service, you got to ask the people, you know, what are they looking for? Mm -hmm. What are they wanting? What are, what do they want to experience? Cause that's a beauty of slow. Like we can offer, like, just like we talked about, you know, Mm -hmm. we've got the highest, highest scale Mm -hmm. all the way down to you know that, that affordable mom and pop <laughs> yeah <laughs> grab and go so depending on on kind of what you're looking for but yeah I mean of course like those um the businesses that have been around forever you know Cafe Roma mm-hmm. right and you've mm-hmm. always got to send them over to Marco and the team hmm. over at Cafe Roma God, I haven't and then- been there in so long <laughs> I need, need to, to go mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. it's true we went mm-hmm. not that long ago we, like, we stopped for lunch I'm like it's like, I, like I said, it's, I can almost see it from my house. So you're like, right. Why do, do you do this more often? I yeah. just forget. Yeah, I totally. just forget. Certain so, things get off your radar. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And one of the, one of the best things, so I've, I've always heard this story about Cafe Roma going back to trains. Mm. Um, they will have people who are on the train that will call in food orders to them. 
Oh, really? And they'll run them out. Oh, how They cute. will bring them out to the train. Oh, wow. You know, as the kind of stopover as the train's that's moving along. That's cool. I mean, and that's, that's living. That's San Luis Obispo. Yes. yes. You know, yes. that's that unique thing that we, that I we offer. our train station. I love I that it's right there. We have a lot of things like that. I talk a lot about the fact that I can look out my window and see Sarah San Luis. Yes. Can, yes. We can just walk up and walk down and have coffee downtown. I mean, it's... right right there and the train is just like that yeah super accessible yep it's a joy yeah and you know we sometimes forget about that as being locals and living here mm-hmm. um but our visitors talking about the folks coming from san francisco or la their minds are blown mm-hmm. they're like what is this special thing like yeah. what is this and and the people the one thing i hear again and again from our visitors is like People smile here. You know, <laughs> yeah. now it's kind of sometimes hard to see. Right, that, right. But, you know, but they're like, people actually walk by you and they say good morning to you. Mm-hmm. They don't know me, but mm-hmm. they say good morning. I'm like, yep, that's how we roll here. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't say good morning, we're probably actually going to call you out as being, you know, um, hello. Yeah. 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 You're running, you know, yeah. and everyone waves. <laughs> like, that's just, that's how, that's how we roll Mayberry. here. Mayberry. Right. Yeah, I mean, and it really, I mean, it's, it isn't that small, but it is like, we, right. I mean, that's what we just noticed with the podcast. It's like half a degree of separation from all mm-hmm. locals and business owners, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, my, the car I drive now is, you cannot miss me anywhere in town. So it's like, why don't any, you describe what that is? <laughs> yes. we've, ta- we've made reference, but people don't uh, know. It is a 78, uh, Dodge, uh, uh, Tradesman 200 is the official title. Sexy, sexy. It was. Uh, it was always. I always wanted this. Sh- the the shorty van, mm-hmm. and I swear I I manifested it like out of nowhere because I was like I'm like I've wanted this van, and so then I just bought a, a hat that said "Do it in the van" mm-hmm. with, with the, that my wife hated, and I was just wearing it whenever we went out. And then I bought another one that said "Super Van," and was like, "You have a van mall? No, but I will." Yeah. And then uh, beginning of COVID, someone said. Hey, I know this guy. He's got a van. Exactly what you're looking for. It's just parked in his property. So I called. I got his number. Called him, and he's like, "Oh, Matt Cross. Yeah, you played my my birthday party." I was of like, course. "Oh, awesome. That's great." And uh, I won't mention his name, but um, he's a person that's not in need of of money, and he bought it yeah. for a regional price. I'm like, "Oh man, that's way more than I wanted to buy it for." He's like, well, "What can you afford?" I'm like, what, "Like, I want to, I want to see it on the road. What do you What do you want?" And I lowball him, crazy lowball him, but I go, "But I'll give you three Matt Cross shows for free." <laughs> He's like, oh, done. done. Oh, yeah. I love You probably it. didn't even need to yeah. offer the cash no, anyway. Well, right? then, I, then I, I, I brought a little bit. I brought a little bit of money, and when I got it, and he just signed it over, and then I would like every month send him payments. He's like, oh, okay, and then I still owed him like a thousand bucks, and I'm like, hey, I just didn't owe you a thousand bucks. He goes, oh, you, you we're st- done. You we're good. He's like, you didn't pay me yet. I'm like, no, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I told you. He's like, oh, okay. Oh that's amazing. God. But then he just called. He just called and said, "Hey, my wife's birthday is April 9th. I'm like, I'm there. I, yeah, I'll be there. That's a good. That's right. a good. But he did benefit. say because he's got an 18 year old son that was just like drooling over it, and he's like, "If you ever sell it, you have to promise to sell it to yeah. me first. It's like, first emerald, right of refusal. Yeah. It's <laughs> emerald green, and it has. It's more has, more army green, kind of like. It's I don't kind of, know. It's a little pearlescent, though. Uh, well, that's a little bit. That's the 70s in it, right there. Yes, <laughs> yes. But anyway, that van yes. is very recognizable. Yes, yes. So anytime, yeah, it's like if I cut, you know, someone's like, wow. You rolled through that stop sign today. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, everyone knows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You'd be real careful. Drive the speed limit. <laughs> yeah, but luckily, uh, yeah, I did some. I did some stuff for uh, for slow PD because um, my van also looks like you should pull it over at any minute for yeah. for drugs and alcohol because uh, big Grateful Dead stickers and all that. And so, but now they know they know my van. Because, you know, because of friends that I there was a funeral and it was yeah. Anyway, that was a really sad day. But um, 
I get waves and there, you know, now I'm driving three times. Like, oh, it's Mac. Okay. Good. Mm. You know, where I'm like, oh, if I was to drive this like down, you know, it's thousand oaks, it'd be like, boo, you right, know, like, right. four cars on it right away. Yeah. Right. It is pretty um, suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, it is a, it is a small community, which is awesome. And if yeah. you come here, like I, at, uh, at my bar, I, it's not typically a tourist bar, but there's a couple from Visalia that come out every mm-hmm. time for right. karaoke when they visit their kids, you know, cause they're like, oh, it's just the, the kids go downtown and that's yeah. not our scene. So right. we come down here and like, key. that's what I, that's why we opened it. Yes, yeah. exactly. As I speak, one of my sponsors, James Onaveros, is in New York City pouring at the Wine and Spirits Top 100 Wineries event. And why? Because Native Nine Wine has been named one of the top 100 wineries in the world, along with a couple other consumed alums, Scar of the Sea, Aubon Clement, and Tally Vineyards. It's incredible to think how each of these people and their wineries started at the bottom and worked their way up. For James, wine, and particularly Pinot Noir, has been a lifelong pursuit. You can learn all about James, the land he lives on and works, and his wines during a private tasting at the ranch in Santa Maria Valley. As the folks at Ranchos de Anaveros say, this is not your average tasting experience. Plan to be out there for like two to three hours and bring your boots. For more information, visit ranchosdeanaveros.com. The Consumed Podcast is sponsored by Slow Life Magazine, a semi-monthly lifestyle publication that highlights what makes San Luis Obispo so special. I write the food column for Slow Life, and we've sort of changed up the format in recent months, and I really like where it's headed. I've been featuring just one local food-related business and really drilling down to discover what makes it tick. For the April 2022 issue, I interviewed Fabian Tefera about her Ethiopian takeout restaurant, Ebony Slow. Yep, you may recognize Fabian's name because she was on the first season of this podcast in 2019. If you want to know more about Ebony Slow and Ethiopian food here on the Central Coast, check out that issue of Slow Life Magazine or visit slowlifemagazine.com. Well, so what else? You mentioned Cafe Roma. What are some of the other places that you tell visitors? Because yeah. believe it or not, I actually have quite a few people from outside the area who love this place mm-hmm. and like to think about it, I guess, and, right. and, and focus on it. And so I'm curious. I'm grateful for those folks. I'm very, you know what, and so am I. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can mope about tourists and all of that, but truly that and Cal Poly, and that's why we're here. Yeah. yeah. That's why. So what else would you recommend? Oh man, so many other good ones. Of course, you know, Luna and Novo, mm-hmm. you yes. can't go wrong Perfect with patios. them. I mean, yeah, we had, we had a team lunch yesterday out on that patio at Luna Red and that's just magic right it there. Is. It is. Right? It is. And in lunchtime when you can hear the mission bells ring mm-hmm. as well. It's that, like that The whole sound. creek corridor right there, you know, when you get down there, you're like, wow, this is in the middle of my town that you could almost drive through yeah. and never see it if yeah, you didn't know exactly. where to look. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I love I, the creek. I don't think about that either. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful right there. But yes, the mission bells, we just, my husband and I just got an office less than a block away from Luna Red. And nice. when the bells ring, it's pretty, it's mm-hmm. pretty special. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, all of those. So, and then there's so many new things happening. That's what's cool to see is there were so many vacancies during COVID and seeing that yes. pop up more and more downtown, just going, 
man, what's going to, you know, what's going to happen because yeah. who can start a business in, right. in COVID much less survive their own business. But right. a bunch of places are popping up. There are grand openings left and right. It feels like. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think just last weekend, Antigua. Did they open? New, yeah, I think they oh. did. A, I think they did a soft hey. opening last weekend and I think Saints Barrel they did, also yes, did a yeah. soft opening and um, you know, I think uh, Robin Wolf has a new restaurant. High, High Waters. High Waters. This, yes. this, this Friday is a soft opening. Yeah. I just called them up and said, "Hey, I'll play for free for your soft opening if you want, because it's because oh they're, they're theme." Because I was like, "Dude, that's everything about what I see is my my jam." So I would love to. Because yeah. awesome. starting a new place, it's like you don't have an yeah. extra couple hundred dollars to do anything. Oh, so no. I'm like, no. I'll come do no. it. Oh, when just remember me in the future. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just show up, help. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, that concept, as far as I understand, is, um, you know, it's definitely David Bowie looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but cocktails. It looks like it should, my van should be the theme vehicle for I mean, that part. Pull it, up, <laughs> yeah. pull it up and play inside the van. The van. I would there do that. Go. I would do that in a heartbeat. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, on to something. I know. But kind of like... Um, I mean, certainly tourists will go there, but a lot of locals love um, mm-hmm. Robin and mm-hmm. they'll come, you know, oh, yeah. they'll show up for sure. Oh yeah. Well, well the hatch has such a great reputation. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. Well, and, and I just think, you know, again, I keep going back to like that connection between the tourist and the, in the local. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's symbiotic here. You just, you have to have both. Right. Mm-hmm. And things aren't really designed at all in our community. And it's, it's, it's done that way intentionally, but also just as part of our culture where this is tourist and that's not, you know, that's local only or not like, that's not how it works here, you mm-hmm. know? And that's why people do want to come back again and again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we appreciate that, right? Yeah. They, can, sure. they can contribute, they can spend, you know, leave their tax dollars with us. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that gives us the ability to buy more open space and create mm-hmm. more trails mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. well, that's, what I say, I say, that's lo- a good point. Lo- when, lo- when locals complain, you know, about it, I'm like, go out Tuesday, go yeah. out Wednesday. Like right. yeah. you just got to know that you don't go out Saturday, 8 PM to hit the new restaurant. Like right. there's going to, it's going to be busy, right. you know, and you, you have the luxury of being here and choosing whatever night you want to go instead of just the weekend. So, right. You know. Or go out in February right now, right. February <laughs> yeah. just repeatedly has these glorious, especially coastal days mm-hmm. when nobody is out. Um, I've gone up Highway 1 many times in February and just been amazed at what a beautiful time it is. And no cars. Yeah. And I think another thing about the pandemic that's come up a lot is we are a drive market. I mean, we certainly, you can fly here. Yeah. And you, like we said, you can take the train here. But driving, I think, is the main way people reach us. Mm -hmm. And so during the pandemic, I think um, we didn't suffer perhaps as much as the next place because people were willing, they weren't willing to get on a plane or in a, or, you know, on the train, but they were willing to drive here. And so we did see a lot of people, I just, um, I mean, that's how I think both of us kept our jobs, honestly. (laughs) You know, we didn't have to give that up because people still wanted to visit Mm -hmm. and it felt safe. Yep. Definitely. I mean, the safety that people felt and, and I feel like our visitors overall, you know, it was important for us to make sure they knew what expectations were when they got into the community. But, um, but yeah, I mean, our hotels were, were so busy through that Isn't time, that crazy? That yeah. crazy. you know, and then making sure we were connecting so that takeout restaurants that mm-hmm. were doing the things that they could still do and all of that. And I think, you know, that's why you, you not just on the visitor side, definitely on the local side too, but why it was important to the city for us 
us to create, you know, the plaza pop-ups that we had that was growing mm-hmm. that continue to live on. So yeah. yes. we've got it. Downtown Slow is putting a new one in this week. So yeah. you'll be able to go check that out. So uh, you can probably answer this question. The parklets, is that a new permanent thing? Like, are we, are we keeping them or is that going away with COVID? Well, we're hoping to keep them. So council has said that they are, you know, they heard from the business community. They heard from the residents that people overwhelmingly mm-hmm. appreciated overwhelmingly. them in the, yeah, mm-hmm. in the community. And so, um, so yeah, in the spring, in a few months here, there'll be, um, some final decisions that'll be going to council. Yeah, I want to, I, I, I think Osos to Napomo should be no cars. I agree. I think they should just cobblestone that. And cause it's, when the parklets come out, there's nearly no parking there that, anyway. Yeah, so then it's like, all it is is travel. So we redirect. I don't know. There just seems a way that would be it's so much safer too, because people walk through there like they're in yes. a outdoor mall, and mm-hmm. you're in a car, and it's like you know. I just right. watched the guy looking up and just stroll out in front of me. You right. know? It would be so much. I just think it'd be so much better and create that that open. You know, open street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Molly can't comment. I'm sure on That's all okay. of that. But I have thought that for years. But um, Boulder, Colorado, has yeah. tons of streets that are closed off like that, and they thrive. And I think about Mission Plaza. Monterey used to go through there and it was this big divisive Mm -hmm. thing, but the community ultimately wound up with Mission Plaza, which is like the beating heart. Right. The center of town for sure. And yes, they lost parking and they lost access and all those kinds of things. It, it's easy for me to say now, you know, into the future, but I think give it a generation right. and nobody would even notice mm-hmm. if, if High Gear was closed from the, there to there. It is on the plan. Yeah. It is on the really? vision plan. Oh, for, cool. You know, I mean, 30, it could take 30 yeah, years. Yeah, maybe not in right? our lifetime, our grandkids will Whatever. enjoy it. <laughs> if that's what it takes. But the community has weighed in and Boulder is the exact, like that is the example. That oh, interesting. That is used again and again. Oh, and wow. Pearl Street. You Pearl, know, Street. Pearl Street. Street in Boulder. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, there's been leaders in our community that have all taken trips over to, to Boulder to check Seriously. it out. And understand how it works yeah oh, interesting yeah so someday someday yeah i mean i think i was there 20 years ago and we saw that and just my husband and i both thought san luis obispo could pull this off and boulder is enough of a you know a lateral move i mm-hmm. think um but in any case i think that that could do wonderful things for our downtown um let me ask you about um where do you personally see trends going in terms of restaurants and slow? Do you see anything kind of coming up? I mean, is it cocktails? Is it burgers or burgers here to stay? <laughs> What well, I hope see? burgers are here to stay, right? <laughs> but you know and burgers and you know yeah. burgers yeah. and beer, but I feel like we could use some more Mexican restaurants. Right. Am I right? There's about lots of things. Well, so I was going to say, you know, when I look at trends and kind of what's happening and what's going on in our community, the um, immersion of all of the cultural and ethnic food that mm. we have, yeah. I mean, has been impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I could, you know, on my hands, I couldn't count the amount of amazing um, cultural restaurants. Like non-American. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, uh, we've got, we're going to have on Share Slow, um, we'll have a blog up pretty soon about Ebony, yeah. which is this new amazing restaurant, Ethiopian, um, based out of the kitchen terminal. Right. And so concepts like that where, you know, dreamers and makers here in our community yeah. that want, they have to get started somehow. Mm-hmm. And so how do they do that? They can work with companies like, you know, the kitchen terminal to be able to have a kitchen space or be able to service their, um, uh, uh, 
what's the word I'm like the food truck that they uh-huh, have yeah. those types of things they can be scrappy without having to put you know tens yeah. of thousands of capital into owning a building yeah. or or being tenants and well, build their and build their like clientele mm-hmm. yes it's been cool to see pop-ups gain popularity then roll into a brick and mortar mm-hmm. yeah. like the quesadilla quesadilla gorilla or whatever right. that, however you pronounce that yeah. I feel like or, I heard how is he are you supposed to say that do you know Molly? I'm not sure okay. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's they're going quesadilla gorilla because it rhymes right because it rhymes quesadilla gorilla just is weird quesadilla gorilla yeah. There okay. you go. <laughs> that could be it. There you go. That, I don't, that yeah. great place. We'll just call it that yeah. place with the cheese. But or, yeah. or Benny's Pizza. Yes. You know <clears throat> all the places yeah. that are. You know, there's a there's a Korean pop up that I've I eaten at a few times. Is it or, Joe? Yeah, they are fantastic. They're, yeah, there's a ton of yeah. It, so and just to see them gain popularity, then mm-hmm. roll into a brick and mortar and, mm-hmm. and succeed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the <clears> pandemic <throat> I think has probably opened doors for that to be more feasible, mm-hmm. um, which is a, an odd silver lining, but it, I think it's open doors for a certain kind mm-hmm. of, yeah. Uh, well, building and, owners are willing to make, take some cuts to get yeah. people in because it's one thing to get less rent, but to get no rent is horrible. Yes. I know my landlord was like telling whatever he could. He's like, I don't want to have to fill this space with somebody else, you know? Yeah. So he, he did us a lot of favors to keep us open. So, yep. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, that trend is super cool, but I still want to come back to burgers and beer. Yeah. I mean, I think burgers and beer are here to stay. I think so too. Right? I don't know that we need more burgers. No. Yeah. <laughs> Although no, we are getting, I don't think we are gonna... getting a Brooks, the Brooks burger is opening up a, <gasps> Uh, over at really? the what rumor? I don't know. This is okay. I, I'm not confirming Those this. Those burgers are so <laughs> I'm not confirming nor denying. Yeah, I just I heard <laughs> from a good source that they were moving into slow public market or in that area oh somewhere. Oh my gosh! I mean, slow public market. That's oh, so well long, done. Yeah, and how long did we wait? Now it's here, I and I, I mean, it's just and it, the surprises just keep rolling out, right? It was yeah. great to like. Uh, I didn't wasn't able to go. I had a gig, but Jeannie and our friend took the kids, and it was like, oh, you want bow buns? You want pizza? Oh, yes. You want a hot dog you want to go get vegan like yeah everyone here's your 20 bucks go yeah. grab dinner and yeah. meet us back out here yeah. it's a great idea yeah it's a good point for you in your job mm-hmm. to be able to promote that part of town too mm-hmm. and, and another, another so location nice. that you, it's, yes. you're not driving downtown and there's parking and oh, you know, yeah. it's like it, it is per, it's perfect out there there's yeah. talk about turning suburban road we actually had a guest on that was talking about suburban road becoming um, like a drinks district. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. with distillery, with there does not exist, with Devlet, with Stephen Ross, all those mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, I think they're trying to work on their. They're trying to, to coin it being the slow beverage district. That's it. Beverage, That's it. Yeah. About it. Well, we got we got, we got cider alley forming over off Sacramento That's Street right. with mm-hmm. two broads and slow cider. Mm-hmm. Just get, get get one more in there and make it a little. You know, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, Molly, yeah. I ask everybody on their last day um, on earth. Well, Matt, you're the one who invited her on Ask Her. <laughs> I've been, I've been oh, the official gosh. final question. You are. You're no, the bringer of death. No pressure. You're dying tomorrow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> tell your, my husband. It's your, it's we your, have some people okay. we need to tell. Yeah, yeah. You it's should your, be in charge of that one. Okay. <laughs> Sound good? It's your last meal. What are you eating? What are you drinking? And who are you with? Oh, so so who am I with is most important on oh, that interesting. list. I could probably, you know, whatever's on the table, I'll eat as long as I didn't have to make it, right? Okay. And yeah. um, I definitely want a delicious glass of Pinot. So, okay, yeah. that's the drink. Yep. So, food food is, doesn't matter as long as you didn't yeah, make it. Yeah, as long as I didn't make it. Wow. Do you not you know? like to cook? 
Um, no, I really much more enjoy eating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is allowed. I think yeah. people feel shame about that. And there's yeah, no, there's no, yeah, no, no reason. No, absolutely. Cooking not. in my home is like a survival. Like it's like yeah. we cook to survive, right? That would be, that would be you and Jeannie are right in the same pocket. <laughs> yeah. That's why I cook 90% of the meals. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's my husband as well. Yeah. Well, not to throw him under the bus, but I'm gonna, um, <laughs> <laughs> one time I was going out, I think I had book club or something and he, I said, you're responsible for feeding the kids here is basically a taco salad mm. here are all the pieces and <laughs> sweet guy that he is he's just so spoiled with me um <laughs> he's just so spoiled but i put out avocados yeah. and he does know how to cut open an avocado mm. but he was like trying to figure out how much of it to scoop into the salad and he said do you think like half of an avocado or like more, maybe like three quarters. And I was like, you put in what you want to put right. in. It's not how much do you want? Do you like it? Yeah. Do you not like it? Anyway, there a recipe you for dinner. this? You feel dinner. <laughs> the kids aren't going to be like, too much avocado, dad. Yeah. Anyway, it was just, he, I love that. He has, he has help in the kitchen. So who yeah, would sure. you be with? My family. Your family? Yep. So definitely my family, my extended family. So, um, mm. of course, the the four canos. So myself and my, well, obviously I'm the one dying here. <laughs> um, yes. But my husband, my boys, um, and then, you know, my sisters and their family and my parents and my in-laws. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, I that's who I would have around the table. And I would just hope that whatever we're eating, cool by me, but we're having great conversation. Everybody's mm. cup is full. Um, and yeah, we're just, you know, making the most of it. I oh, love that's it. like, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> let's, let's just, yeah. You're the first person though that's, that was, you're most concerned with who you were with. Like the, where yeah. the food was like, I don't care. Like that's who, it's who I'm with. That's a lot of people cool. are very like, okay, here's what it would be. Here's what I need. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. And I'm like, who would you with be with? Uh, who am I married to? That, that person. Um, yeah. Three quarters is your last night. Three quarters of an avocado. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> go big or go home. Oh, Molly, thank you so much for coming and telling us about San Luis Obispo. Oh my gosh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me you on You are here. welcome. Thanks so much for listening to the Consumed Podcast Tap Takeover with the Matt Cross. <laughs> it was super fun. Yeah. Thank you for introducing me to all these new wonderful people. It was my pleasure. Okay. Time for a beer? Time for a beer. Yay! Woo! Consumed is produced by me, Jamie Lewis, and edited by Chris Lambert. To hear more stories from the eaters, drinkers, thinkers, and makers of California, to see guest photos, read their bios, maybe even get a recipe, visit letsgetconsumed.com. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.